Hello and welcome to 251, Two Pianists, Five Minutes, One Subject. Today we're going to be talking about a London street called Archer Street. My name's Simon Whiteside. And my name's Nick Tomlin. So Archer Street is a, a street in Soho. Um, it kind of runs parallel with Shaftesbury Avenue. It's behind the Lyric Theatre. And the reason we're talking about this street is that it became uh, a meeting place for musicians in the 1920s and continued through to the 1960s. Uh, the reason it became popular with musicians, I think there were various reasons, really. Um, probably most importantly, it was very close to the theatres and clubs of the West End, where obviously musicians were employed. Um, there were lots of cafes and pubs nearby, um, if people wanted to pop in for a drink. Um, also, the headquarters of the London Orchestral Association were situated in Archer Street, and this became a meeting place for orchestral musicians uh, maybe they were resting between matinees or, or maybe trying to find a dep, um, and they would kind of congregate here. The thing was, though, that the the London Orchestral Association were um, they were reluctant to admit jazz and dance band musicians into the association. So they these would they would tend to congregate outside, either on the pavement or in cafes and pubs nearby. And that's really how it became. Uh, this actual street became a meeting place for musicians. Um, Monday afternoons, that was when they would tend to, to congregate, uh, either to receive payment. They actually were paid sometimes for the, for the work that they'd done um, on Archer Street. Or uh, if people were looking to hire musicians, that's where they would, they would tend to go. Um, the, the 1930s was quite a difficult time for musicians because because of the loss of cinema work uh, with the advent of the talkies. And so I think it also provided just uh, an important sort of social function for musicians who maybe weren't working and, uh, but wanted to kind of you know, meet and socialise and, um, and, and also get work as well. Um, and by the 1940s, it had become a kind of unofficial kind of labour exchange where people would go uh, if they wanted to find a mu musician. And, and I think you were interested in talking about this, Simon, that you know, this was obviously pre... Um, mobile phones or, or uh, and so it became quite an important uh, I suppose how, how you know how to find a musician or how to get a gig yeah know? I mean I, th I think the, the, the equivalent you might see these days is there are certain corners around where I live in uh, Cricklewood area that you see a load of uh, builders labourers yeah hanging about waiting for yes, yeah, a yeah. van to pull up yeah. and say we need someone for the day yeah exactly yeah and I think it was like that for musicians that street but a slightly more cultured um situation <laughs> perhaps I don't know but many maybe there are some sort of builders who like reading Chaucer and the like but uh I think one of the interesting things is that we often forget how technology affects uh particularly music mm. And a lot of people in the 1940s wouldn't even have a, a landline, let alone a mobile no, phone. No, no, no. And I, in fact, remember when I, when I was at film school in 90... between. Uh, well, I graduated in 95 from the, from the National Film School, and uh, we had a guy called Gregor, a trumpeter, ginger-haired Scotsman, who um, he was showing off his orange phone, <laughs> saying, yeah, it's, it's really good, and, you know, I, I, make, I make the 30 quid I have to pay a month for it, in the extra gig I get every month <laughs> easily. And those sorts of ideas of how we mm. get work now, yeah. like, you know, Facebook groups, all those sorts of things which exist now, which didn't exist. Yeah. And yeah. I think that 
that social side of music and, and the sort of pickup thing. It's almost like a great day in Harlem photo, isn't it? That's, yeah, absolutely. That sort of thing. Yeah. And you, you're going to mention a documentary or a newsreel or something. Yeah, there's, there's a really good documentary. It's, it takes a bit of finding, um, but if you, put, if you put The Street, Archer Street, into YouTube, um, it's, it's just a half-hour documentary, and it's, it's really entertaining. Um, it's basically uh, some musicians. Ronnie Scott's there. Benny Green, the trombone player, is there. Um, I think it was probably recorded in the 1980s, um, and they're just kind of reminiscing about about Archer Street. But what's also really really cool is that one of them had a uh, a camera and actually recorded footage of musicians on the street. So it's really worth worth a watch. Um, also, there's a very good article on the MU website, which we might put a link to, um, which also goes into the history of Archer Street. So, yeah, we can put a link to both of those things. Yeah, yeah. Well, that wraps up our brief discussion on Archer Street. My name's Simon Whiteside. My name's Nick Tomlin. Goodbye.